Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. I love word origins, and um, one of the things I found out um, about my surname, Morgan, is that it, it derives from, some people say, a Welsh word that actually means water sprite or um, one, it can be translated to one that dwells by the sea. But the term sprite always was interesting to me because I didn't really know what a sprite was. And apparently, apparently a sprite uh, is like a fairy is what it is. It's a mythological creature, right? Well, today we're going to talk about another type of fairy, a bit more notorious fairy. A fairy that many people 
have referred to over the years as the Green Fairy. I'm going to talk about a case that befuddled many people for a number of weeks. They, they couldn't really figure it out, but it's something I wanted to discuss for some time. It involves a beautiful wife, her veteran army husband, and the Green Fairy of Absinthe. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. Dave, I, I don't think I want to visit from the Green Fairy. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I, I got, I got, I was telling you this before the show. Actually, we were talking about things yesterday, and um, I'd mentioned to you that in New Orleans, literally right on Bourbon Street, there is. A bar, and this bar, like many, some things come and go in the French Quarter, all right? But there are certain places in the French Quarter that you can, you just, you know that they're there, they've always been there, and they're not going anywhere. Um, There's a couple of places like that. Uh, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop is Mm -hmm. is amazing, because Jean Lafitte actually went in this place to plan his piracy and all this stuff. But there's another place there that's called the old absinthe bar and it's ever since my childhood um i I remember that place being there and it 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 goes back years and years and years and a lot of it has to do with the french culture and the european culture they specialize in a particular drink that is made uh, from absinthe and um if for those of you that don't know about absinthe, it's it has a very unique history, um, kind of a notorious history, actually, going back many, many years uh, to the point where many people in Europe and in America viewed it as uh, something that the law should regulate. Can you imagine that? Um and it's rooted in an event, if I remember correctly, involving a Swiss farmer um, who allegedly drank absinthe and then went about murdering his entire family. And that was kind of ground zero for them beginning to outlaw this liquor in a variety of locations uh, throughout Europe and eventually. And, and of course, all of this happened in the middle of of the uh, of the abolition uh, movement relative to alcohol, mm-hmm. so uh, many times yeah. you don't know what's truth and what what isn't, right? You know, and they can take something and and kind of twist it around for their own. You know, we've never heard politicians do that, right? So you, you never yeah. know. <laughs> well, you know, the reason we're even talking about it, the little green fairy or whatever it is, absent is because of an event that took place in Alabama, in Calera, Alabama, Jeff West and his wife, Cat West had date night. And when date night was over, Cat West's body, nude body was found. I guess she had a bra on, but was found in front of their house early in the morning, found by a young girl who was on her way to her fast food restaurant to work her early shift and sees the beautiful cat West laid out, obviously not moving, but she was dead. So date night, dinner drinks, mom and dad have our daughter and the 
within 12 hours, Cat West is dead. For me, Joe, I had a radio partner in Birmingham, Alabama mm. in the late 90s doing a country morning show, and it was the Cat and Mac show. My partner was Uh-oh. Cat West. <laughs> Not the Cat West oh, we're talking about. But if you can imagine, because Calera is just south right, of Birmingham, right. Alabama. It's a, you know, it's a commuter city for a lot of folks. And there were conservatively thousands that reached out when this happened in the area. Is that your cat? And I said, no, this is a different one. And, but it was two things. One, people were deeply concerned about how a woman could end up after date night dead naked in front of her house. And the other was my old radio partner. I thought, where were y'all? We needed ratings. But anyway, <laughs> um, the... The story of absinthe was brought into this because Cat West's body was found in front of her house. She's dead. Her cell phone is cracked in there and laying on top of it, standing on top of it, is a bottle of absinthe. That's those are your clues. Yep. Dead woman, bottle of absinthe on top you of know, a cracked phone. I gotta tell you what happened. From my perspective as a as a death investigator, you know, this is not the only time where I have encountered a story. Actually, I worked. I worked a case involving the placement of uh, of a wine bottle. Um, and it, you know, you go out on these scenes many times, and particularly where there's total chaos, and you can go into a home where there's a lot of drinking going on. And I've walked in, and um, and you know, you've you've got all kinds of empty alcohol containers lying about. And that doesn't go to what I think probably people that are in the profiling business would say an organized mindset. It's very disorganized. You, you walk into an environment, it's very chaotic. Um, I actually had a guy that drank um, three, if you can imagine this. He was a chronic alcoholic, but he drank three bottles of red wine, um, wrote a note, and placed the note on top of the bottles that were upright and then had a gigantic wine glass that he sat on top of the note, which was underpinned by these bottles. Now, can you imagine having to do that, uh, being that drunk, but his tolerance was so high and then he proceeded to take his life. And those bottles were, that bottle meant something, those bottles, that collection meant something. It was like an indication that, he had um, determined that he was going to take his life in this case, and he was able to ingest this wine. Uh, his blood alcohol was through the roof, as you can imagine, but he was still functional. And you have a his lot of blood sugar had to have been trashed. Oh, too, yeah. Man. Yeah. With that Three much bottles wine, of red yeah, wine no, only. On, on that oh. level. And wow. yeah, you're absolutely right. And wow. <clears throat> interestingly enough, this handwritten note that he left behind had beautiful clarity. You know, his, 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 uh, his handwriting was impeccable, which to me, even if I had half a bottle of wine, I'd be passed out on the floor asleep, snoring heavily. So yeah. What, what does it mean? You know, when you go out to a scene and you see objects, objects tell you a lot at a scene, you begin to think about objects that are placed in a particular way. So what can we ascertain? from, you know, where you have a cell phone and then you have a bottle that is positioned on top of it like it has been 
put there. And then you've got arguably this very attractive woman who is hey, by the way, let me clarify why world. we say that. Yeah, yeah, sure. The reason we say is she was an online model. She had an online presence. Yeah. She had an online business that dealt with her in various stages of undress yes. pictures that her husband took oftentimes. And I just, I don't want to go overboard saying she's beautiful, but she was, she was a beautiful woman. And that's, I think one of the things that we tend to look at yeah. when we say beautiful, uh, because physically she was a beautiful woman and she had the pictures to prove it. And that actually is why there was so much to this story oh my gosh, yeah. that because was it one of the guys online, you know, but we'll get into that in a minute. I just wanted to clarify. It's not like you and I just saw a picture. Everyone went, wow, uh, this has been a part of this story since the very beginning. And to be honest with you, even her friends, uh, people who knew uh, both Kat and Jeff West uh, were amazed because they were kind of a Mutt and Jeff couple. Jeff West, not a whole lot to look at. And they're like, I think one of her friends actually said, you know, how did that guy get this? Right, right. And yeah. uh, it was the opposites attract thing that she was loud and beautiful and all that. But uh, apparently just an incredibly nice, wonderful woman people really loved, including her husband, Jeff West. Yeah. And they 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 have child as well. And, um, and I'm, and that's one of the things relative to this particular night, you know, they had set up a date night, you know, which, you know, my wife and I did when our kids were young, you know, if you could find somebody to watch your child and that was their regular date night, their daughter was 12 at the time and and they did. And it's a treat, you know, to be able to go out Mm -hmm. with, and you know, you kind of, it's like a date. You feel young again, you know, you're, you're free from all of these responsibilities at home, you know, and all these sorts of things. And just for a moment, you can kind of escape. But the one thing that cat could not escape was the fact that by the next morning after their date night, she was dead. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and a big shout-out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. I live in an area where allergies are a day-to-day issue, and finding an over-the-counter option for relief is like the holy grail. I use Astapro, and I strongly recommend you give it a try. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray, and it's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro is the first and only 
24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Years ago, when I got out of my field full-time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I had sleep disorder. I had depression. And for me, I had to turn to someone to talk to somebody that could aid me along the path to healing, to restore me to that person that maybe I was at one point in time, to make me better for not just myself, but my family. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can do this anytime that you like. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bags today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. That's Better. H-E-L-P dot com slash bags. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Al Saints Lorraine. It's an, it's an area that is... You know, in Switzerland, you, and this is the way I understand it, um, is that you've kind of got, and please forgive me uh, to all of our Swiss listeners, <laughs> I don't mean to insult you, but this is my limited understanding. The eastern portion of Switzerland is more German, and then the western portion of, of uh, Switzerland leans more French. Obviously, it shares a border with France. There's an area over there called Alsace-Lorraine. Um, and the reason that's important geographically is that that's where uh, a plant grows that's referred to, and this kind of gives your, makes my skin crawl when I hear about it, uh, is uh, wormwood. And it is from wormwood traditionally um, that um, absinthe is produced and when it's in its purest form when it it was first discovered by i think um, a swiss physician and he was using it uh to cure things like gout and this sort of thing to give people relief but they they also realized because the the naturally occurring high alcohol alcohol content after distillation that they could use it uh as an antiseptic so it it had multiple uses, you know, and you, you go back years and years and think about, you know, people that 
they relied on nature to provide all of their pharmaceuticals back then. They were looking for substances, and boy, did they find one. And it's because in its purest form, the the alcohol that is made, that is consumed uh, absent, that is consumed uh, by folks, uh, it had uh, very strong hallucinogenic effects. So you could have, and people would get roaring drunk off of this stuff. And then it also had this component where you would hallucinate when you drank it. And I think it really scared people. And it, it didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help either that there were people that that wasn't enough for them. There were people that would begin to put drops of opium in this drink. So it, it really kicked it up to another level. Um, Didn't you tell me that's what Ernest Hemingway did? Well, yeah, there were a lot of these famous writers, um, you know, that uh, there were a couple of drinks, I know, absinthe, and then there's another drink called Pernod, which is, Mm -hmm. it kind of tastes like, I've actually tasted absinthe before, um, and uh, it's got, and I don't find the taste pleasant. To me, it's got kind of a black licorice taste to it which yeah. is not something that's pleasant. I mean, a lot of people love my grand, my yeah. grandparents thought that black licorice was like the greatest thing in the world, you know, but they like molasses too. So yeah. when you've got yeah. limited means, you know, there's certain things that taste yeah. wonderful, I guess. But for me, it's just not, it wouldn't be no pun intended, my cup of tea, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And the reason we're, we're talking about this is right. that that night, um, we do have, there is CCTV of Kat and Jeff West walking into a liquor store uh, there in the in the greater metropolitan area of Birmingham, Alabama. And they're there to purchase a bottle of absinthe, Dave. And this date night where they went to dinner and had drinks while their, uh, I think it was Cat uh, West's mom and dad watched their daughter Lola. They were in a good mood. You know, they, they were on their way home and stopped at the liquor store, bought the bottle of absinthe. And we know this because we saw the security camera footage. It was a big deal when that was released because you could, not you, but in general, it looked like they were a couple uh, enamored with one another. They were having a good time. There was no tension. They were actually physically, you know, yeah, he, demonstrating he, their relationship. He, he, he uh, playfully. And yes. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to phrase it that way, playfully popped her on her bottom, you know, while right. they were, they were in an aisle and you can see this and it wasn't like an aggressive kind of thing. It was like a love tap on her rear end. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that speaks a lot. So how, how do you go from this point where you're in this environment and you've got uh, wow, I sound like a school a school principal yeah. here where you've got public displays of affection. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in this environment. And then the next morning to find her um, unclothed, essentially, except for a top and um, lying essentially adjacent to the roadway, partially hanging off of a curve from the way it sounds and her body positioned on the grass. How, how do you, how do you get to that point? And I think that, um, the authorities had to try to understand that. What, what else is at work here? Uh, you know, you know, I thought it was interesting when you said positioned, uh, because we've got a couple things going on with the crime scene here, but to back up for a minute between the date night and the death, they go to the liquor store and that's the last 
image we have of Cat West that we know of, they go home from there and continue drinking. They'd had a couple of drinks at dinner. They continue drinking at home. As the evening went on, investigators believed they were drinking a lot, which was not an uncommon thing for the couple. They drank a lot. They liked to drink. There is some discussion about Cat West's online activities. She had really ramped up her online presence. She was making money uh, as a uh, as a stay at home mom. She was making money online online with a couple of different websites. One is called OnlyFans. You might have heard of OnlyFans. It has become fairly popular in the last couple of years for women to uh, make money uh, on the side or full time. We've had a number of stories about teachers not making enough money teaching, so. They get an OnlyFans page up and then get fired from the school. And you find out, well, they were making more in a month on OnlyFans than they got paid the entire right. year as a teacher. Yep. And that was where Cat West, she was in the beginning of that stage. And there is a discussion about how often Jeff West uh, had a problem with it. Did Jeff West uh, have no problem with his wife sharing these intimate photos of herself online? and allow men to pay to see these videos and bigger ones? Or was, you know, was he for it or against it? Did he only have a problem with it when he was drinking? I mean, there are a lot of things in this, and the suggestion is that Jeff West was not happy about the direction his wife was going online, and that while they were both drinking, it led to an argument. And in this argument, Jeff West is accused of beating his wife to death, using the absinthe bottle to cause her death. That is what he was convicted of doing, saying convicted of doing, because when her body was found, we have said partially nude and mostly nude, whatever you want to say. We know that at night, sometime during the night, Jeff took pictures of his wife in a bra, panties in a bra. But when she was found next to the road at five o'clock in the morning or whenever it was, it was very early in the morning. Uh, she did not have any panties on. She did have her bra on. That was it. Her body had been moved, Joe, and this, I want to get to the crime scene very quickly here if we can, because the blood at the scene tells a story that I don't understand because I'm not you. Uh, most of us have a little trouble when we actually get into the nuance of a crime scene. But in this particular case, the police say that her body had been moved and the bottle of absinthe was placed on top of the cell phone. Oh, let me back up. They said during the argument that uh, Jeff West was yeah. so mad at his wife that he threw yeah. her phone. Out the door. Yeah. And, and that was and what that caused was, the damage to the one phone. Of the, one of the threads that runs through this is, you know, obviously phone activity. And it has been stated that he had grown weary of her spending so much time on her phone and essentially ignoring him. And I, I can only imagine, um, you know, he's, he's thinking about it because it's, well, I don't know. I don't know if there's a delineation or not, but if you, if you are taking photos of the person that you're, you know, married to and you're pushing those out on the web uh, and selling these essentially, now you go up to another level where you're actually doing live videography and you're, because with OnlyFans, you're performing for people. And I got to tell you, you know, when I, when I, first began to look into this case and you'd mentioned this earlier. One of the things I began to think about is stalker, you know, because it's, as you know, it's a very dark world out there. 
in the digital space and um, you know how how vulnerable are you as a person when you know you strip away all of your clothing and you're displaying to the entire world you know this this such an intimate um, intimate I don't know um, view of you in this environment and people think that they, they own you at that point in time. And it's, it's, it's terrifying from the perspective of anybody could come into this environment because look, it doesn't take a lot, Dave, for people to find you where you live. You might think that you have a certain amount of anonymity out there, but that's, that's not the case. You know it. And I know it, uh, Joe, there was a show we did on Nancy Grace last week. Um, it was about a stalker. It was dealing with uh, Taylor Swift mm. stalker in New York that was arrested four or five times in a five-day period. And on that show, um, there's an actress who uh, had has been stalk- has a stalker that has followed her around, and we're talking years here, uh, including stalking her little daughter uh, from the time that she was a you know, five years old till she became an adult. I mean, it's crazy. But you know, one of the things she pointed out. I'm only going to say this because y'all need to know this. She said, one way that people can find you is you might have everything on your social media, you know, locked down tight with no addresses or anything else. It's not you. If a, I'm in a photo with Joe Scott Morgan, I'm locked up. I'm clamped down. You can't find me on my stuff or, you know, but I'm in a picture with Joe Scott Morgan. Then the stalker finds, he sees that picture, sees me. And he looks at other people in the photo. Well, there's Joe, there's Joe's wife. And then they start looking up these other people in the photo to see if one of them can track back to the stalker's person. And that's how they find you. It's not through you. It's through others that you associate with. Yes. And it is so intense. And the minutia that is there, I would have never thought about it. But now that we have people who uh, really are, uh, I don't want to say crazy, but they're not right. And so the first thought was here is cat West putting these pictures and photos out her, her husband oftentimes take the pictures and the videos. Does she have a stalker that believed that he was in a relationship with her? And when he shows up and sees cat West with her husband, having fun at their house, loses his cookies and kills her. And that would be, and, and then you have a sexual element to it too, because anytime you come across a, um, and you know, you have, well, anybody can be nude and you see it and you think that automatically there is a sexual element. But when you consider this woman who is in this, let's face it, a very provocative position at that scene in front of her house, in view of the neighborhood, was somebody trying to send a message? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the tiny details that will either lead to success or will spoil your investigation because you missed them. Um, those of us that are investigators and have been investigators, Lord knows I've, I've missed my share of indicators at scenes over the years. And in this particular case, I think that there's a lot of granular detail, Dave, that could give an indication as to the dynamics of what happened that night and how Kat actually actually wound up in this, let's say it again, in this very, very provocative position in her front yard, essentially. I find it fascinating. I don't, you know what I said, I find it fascinating, but uh, Kat West is dead, and I think about her daughter growing up without her mother, and I don't want to... I feel like I'm saying fascinated and it makes it somehow diminished and that's not what I mean. But in this case, the no, of course not. prosecution and the defense based on the evidence they have from inside the home, based on the video at the liquor store, other than the actual end, they, they say the scene tells the story and the scene is set so much that we've talked about her being nearly nude on the front yard dead. But Joe, what can you tell from blood on the scene? What does it actually tell you? We know that they were out. They got, had a drink. They came home, continued drinking. He took two photos of her in the bra. She was found in 
and some multicolored panties and, and stilettos and put those online. We know this. No, we don't know that he put them online. We know that he took the pictures. They were on the phone. But how she ended up in the front yard dead, her phone cracked and a bottle of absinthe sitting on the top of the phone. Does the scene tell you what happened? The, the blood actually gives you an indication of movement and activity. And that's what we, you know, we, we always look for um, at, at a scene, you know, trying to understand um, the dynamics of an event and where an individual may have come, uh, for instance, to rest. And, you know, in, in this particular case, there were two primary spots of blood that were found um, out by the roadway. Uh, and it's, it's actually kind of a, wow. I mean, I saw an image and you don't really appreciate things, you know, when you kind of talk about them in the abstract here. Uh, but, I, you know, all it takes, and that's, that's why crime scene photography is so bold and is so useful at, in court because you can appreciate the deposition, the volume of blood. And when you see how much blood is found actually in the street and adjacent uh, to the grassy area uh, where Cat was found, Cat West was found, it gives you an indication that um, that the, the body had been moved at some point in time, that it was initially resting in one spot and then moved to another. Joe, when a body is found in dirt or grassy area and there's blood that has gone into the ground, do investigators dig up the ground? Yes. Yep. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and you will take soil samples, um, just to and and even if it can't necessarily give you a lot of definitive answers, you want to capture that bit of evidence to demonstrate uh, certainly um, that there is this this uh, blood that has seeped through to this level. Now, I want people to understand this because I think that folks think that we can go out to a scene and measure a volume of blood that we see, for instance, a stain on the ground, um, carpet, for instance, when you got a big area of blood. Um, and even in like a grassy area, all we can say, we cannot measure volumes with a disbursement like that. There, there's no way. I mean, it, it would, it's impossible to come up with an accurate volume of blood. All you can do is look at it and say, this is in fact blood. And this appears to be, um, uh, a tremendous amount of blood that may, and I've used this term before, may be incompatible with life. So, uh, but again, to take that measurement and say, okay, well, yeah, right here, this person lost four pints of blood. You can't, wow. you can't definitively say that from a scientific, there's, I don't know of anybody out there that can, it's not like you can, let's just say it's a carpeted mm -hmm. surface. You can't cut that piece of carpet out and wring it out because even if you did that to try to measure the amount that, that was there, there's still some that's left behind super saturated into this environment. But what you can determine or at least offer an opinion about is that, the body had in fact been moved in some way. So when you've got two primary spots, how did that happen? Are you trying to position the body? Are you trying to, um, you know, to get a, uh, uh, get them out of the roadway or 
did the person move themselves in this kind of perimortem state where they're out there maybe writhing around, they begin to bleed in one spot, they still have enough enough indwelling life left in them so that they can migrate to another position. And I think that that's, that's something that's interesting too, because you, you get an idea how maybe how long it took for her to die at that location. And listen, this, this is in a cold time of the year, you know, when, and, and even when you see the images from this crime scene, the cops are outdoors, they're wearing jackets the grass is all brown and here she is out here exposed to the elements. She's essentially nude laying out there and again, laying out there for the entire world to see Dave. You know, Joe, when you mentioned that there were two primary spots where the blood had, had gathered, I guess, or had, you know, they could tell, uh, pooled, amb- yeah, yeah, pooled. Thank you. Uh, that was just one of the tips of what they found at the crime scene. But, the bottle, the bottle of absinthe that was left next to the body was it was placed on top of the cell phone. And in my mind's eye, I was trying to think, is there any way possible that I misread this and that the bottle was laying near the phone? And yeah. <laughs> because if it's near the phone, you can't say anybody put it there. It could have fallen. But yeah. to say that the bottle was sitting on top of the cracked phone, police say that Jeff West they were having an argument over her online photos and videos and got mad. And Jeff West threw the phone out the door and that's what caused it to crack. And then, uh, later on uh, she, the defense, she fell and hit her head. And, uh, I guess as she fell, the bottle of absinthe ended up sitting on top of the phone. I, yeah, I, it makes no sense. You, you, hey, I got to tell you something, man. Uh, you know what that bottle reminds me of relative to that phone it actually reminds me of an exclamation point wow where you've got this cracked phone and you've got the base of the bottle sitting on top of the phone it's almost like they're saying okay here you go um you your phone and this bottle that you know we all believe i believe and certainly the coroner believe was weaponized I know that term is used a lot, Mm -hmm. but let me just kind of break this down to you because it's fascinating. First off, Cat West had sustained what, what appears to have been a single blow to the head. And you think, well, how in the world could that actually kill somebody? Well, she had a laceration. And just so that we can review and go back to this and understand that lacerations are not cuts. They, lacerations arise from blunt force trauma. And, uh, you know, uh, the lacerations, these kind of tearing, because that's what it is, because when you apply direct pressure to the skin with an object, uh, the skin doesn't cut, it tears. And so you're going to have these kind of fiber strings that hang on to either side. Um, and that's called tissue bridging. It's one of the things that we look for at autopsy to show the kind of stringy, connective tissue that's still holding both if it was a blade that created an injury you'd have these real what they refer to as really neat margins where it's kind of cut you know where you've got a milled blade but in this particular case um this bottle was actually utilized uh to strike her with and i i i i 
would suggest that everybody, because interestingly enough, you remember those photos from that mm-hmm. night? They took a picture, they being Jeff and Cat, Jeff and Cat of the bottle, and there's a vape sitting there too. And the bottle, it's um, it's actually lucid, L U C I D, absent. And I urge everybody, the bottle itself is green. There's a picture of it up there that looks like it's off of their countertop, their Mm -hmm. island, you know, in their kitchen. This is very, very thick glass. I was going to say, how is it possible that that it could be used to deal a fatal blow to her head and still be a bottle without it shattering? Easily, because these bottles, when you go down the the neck, from the neck of the bottle and you get down to the base, these things many times are very robust. And the glass is very thick and yeah, they can, it's not like an old Western movie where they've got yeah. breakaway bottles right. that are real thin and you hear glass mm-hmm. shattered. That doesn't happen. What did the bottle show like, investigators, Joe? Did there, was there anything on the bottle? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's really kind of the cool aspect of this because it tip of the cap to the corner, the local corner, because she's trying to, she's trying to measure in her mind. How is it that, that, this bottle was actually used to assault cat West. And her conclusion was this, and you gotta, you're going to have to visualize here just for a second. When they, when they lifted Leighton Prince off of this bottle, they found both cat West Prince and Jeff West Prince on the bottle. Um, and you would get the fingerprints itself, but you could probably come up with a palm print because glass is what we refer to as a non-porous surface. So when you leave behind a latent print, that means unseen, um, those fatty lipids on the surface of your skin leave this image. It's a negative image of your friction ridges on your hand on the surface of the bottle. And as the coroner is trying to figure out the dynamics of this, one thing that, that she and the crime scene people came up with and the detectives was that just everybody at home right now, imagine that you've got a, a liquor bottle or a wine bottle in front of you. Um, rotate your hand so that your thumb is in the downward position and you grab the neck of the bottle. All right. That bot the bottle itself at that point can become a bludgeon. And so when you rotate your hand back up, the barrel of the bottle and the bottom of the bottle becomes this object that you can beat somebody with. And isn't it interesting that when they actually raise the prints, Dave, on the neck of this bottle, you can clearly see that Jeff West's hand is there in that position. Now, I don't know about you, but when I pour something from a bottle, I don't take it and invert my hand and then twist it around because you can't control the the volume of liquid that's coming out of the bottle. So that leads you to this conclusion. Why in the world would he hold that bottle that way? Well, I guess you could say, you know, he took it out of the store. He grabbed it that way. It's an unusual way of holding it. Defense can argue that. But I think that the reason that he was convicted in this particular case, and Jeff West was in fact convicted in this case, was this demonstration of how this bottle was used, how his hand was positioned, and certainly the strike to Cat West Head that ended her life there on the street. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.